This is episode 55, How to Accept What Seems Impossible to Accept with Allie. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks again for listening in. I always appreciate your downloads and listens and ratings and reviews. The show's coming up on a year in about a month. It'll be a year that I've been putting over it and on with it out there. And I so value you as part of the community. I'll be doing something special to celebrate the year anniversary. I just don't know what yet. If you have any suggestions, let me know. Any requests, any suggestions, anything you'd like to see on the show. I love, 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 love feedback. You can write to me on Instagram, Facebook. You can comment on christinehassler.com slash podcast. Lots of ways to get in touch with me. So I'm still in Bali sitting, watching the sunset over the rice fields right now. I just wrapped up my Bali retreat, which was absolutely beautiful. I'm still riding the love high from all the miracles I witnessed. The people who came did beautiful work and left looking, feeling, and vibing differently. I am so proud of all of them and honored to have served them. And I know a lot of them listen to the show. So hi, everybody. I miss you. All of the women who came to the retreat came in with really powerful intentions. Many of them had to do with fixing themselves or moving into total self-love. And I want to share some of the things I shared with them on the first day with all of you. First of all, you are not broken. And I've said this before on the show, but it bears repeating. You are not broken. Please stop relating to yourself as a constant self-improvement project. There is one woman there who, you know, loves personal growth, but the problem was she kept thinking of herself as a project. She was always trying to fix something. And my assignment that I gave her at the end of the retreat is no personal growth, anything for at least 40 days. Just enjoy your life. Yes, it's wonderful to be a seeker, but come from a place of wanting to learn and grow, not from a place of there's something wrong with me and I need to fix it. So if you're overdosing on personal growth from the perspective of, oh, geez, I hope this solves all my problems, maybe back off for a bit and come back to it when you can really approach it as a student, as a willing seeker, as going, you know what, I want to learn, I want to grow, not I'm broken and I need to be fixed. Second, I want to talk about self-love. Self-love is a daily practice. Sometimes it's a moment-to-moment practice. It's not like one day we wake up and all of a sudden we love every single thing about ourselves and never have a judgmental or critical thought about ourselves ever again. Self-love includes accepting and being gentle with that inner critic and judge when she or he pops up. We don't get to self-love by disliking and pushing away the parts of ourselves we're not super fond of or super proud of. Think of it this way. Does it sound loving to get rid of a part of you, to kill off your inner judge, to defeat your ego? No. Oh my gosh, that sounds like an internal war. And so many of you are at war with yourselves. Self-love is truly the process and practice of acceptance. You know, we're human. We're not going to love 
everything about ourselves all the time. We're going to say and do things that we're like, oh boy, wish I could rewind that and say and act differently. It's okay. Self-love is about forgiving ourselves in the process and reminding ourselves that we always have another moment. Every present moment is followed by another present moment to do better and not from the place that we did anything wrong before, but come from the place of taking responsibility for our actions. Can you take responsibility for your thoughts and behaviors without beating yourself up? That is the key to acceptance. Which brings me to today's session with Allie, who really wants to move into acceptance of an illness, but she's attempting to do it with a lot of judgment and not a lot of love. So as you're listening to this call, consider, do you see yourself as a constant self-improvement project? Do you approach self-love with an all or nothing attitude? Are you hard on yourself, especially your body? Do you invest a lot of energetic real estate in wanting your body to be different in some way? Is there something you're attempting to get rid of, perhaps an illness or a heartbreak, and you're doing it by attempting to either sweep it under the rug or just really hating it? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my session with Allie. And before we dive into the call, I just want to share that the early bird registration for my course over at Non With It, which is lots of videos and meditations and interaction and coaching with me, is going to open soon. So make sure to go to christinehasler.com. Make sure you're signed up for my emails about that. All of my community, you're going to get an early bird discount. So excited to share it with you. All right, so let's dive into the call with Allie. Hi, Allie. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. My question is how to move into self-acceptance and self-love after so many years of trying different things and really not getting anywhere and, you know, living with chronic disease and just how to accept it and to get unstuck. Mm, That's a really great question. Well, so here's the good news. At your core level, you know that you are love and you know that you are accepted. So really, this isn't a process of learning anything. It's really about remembering. So that's that's Mm -hmm. great to know that that's like your essence. So let's, let's delve into this a little bit. What does acceptance mean to you? If you fully accepted yourself and you loved yourself, what would that look like? How would your life be different? What would you be experiencing? Um, a lot of joy, confidence. I would be willing to date, to move on with my career. Just really, you know, start living, I think. That, that's what would happen. Okay. So instead of thinking about how can we get accepted and loved, what, let's talk about what's in the way of that. So those are all things you could 100% do right now today by the end of this call, the only thing that's holding you back is self-judgment. So what are Mm -hmm. the beliefs and what are the judgments that are keeping you from experiencing that? That I'm not good enough, that, you know, I'm too fat or I'm not healthy. And like, why would someone want to be with me if they can find someone who's healthy and confident and has all the qualities that I want? Okay. And what's the chronic disease that you've had? I have several autoimmune diseases, Hashimoto's, Crohn's, PCOS, vitiligo, like the list keeps growing. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of fear and a lot of, you know, not being able to accept where I am. Like I've just been trying to fight it and to like find the answer, find the cure. And 
I think I need to move into acceptance. That's very wise. So let's talk about autoimmune disorders for a minute. I've had them. And the do you know the emotional component that goes along with autoimmune disorder? Yeah, it's a lot of like, you know, self-attack and correct. Not not like being good enough and you know, I've done a lot of the work around that and I just can't seem to really get anywhere. Right. Right. But, well, my sense is that you're approaching the work from an I'm broken place. Yeah, definitely. So you're you're trying you're judging yourself as needing to accept yourself. There's a massive contradiction. So there's, Mm -hmm. there's big, and I can just, you know, feel into, you've made a lot of progress with this. So I first want you to acknowledge that you have a high level of self-awareness. You've made a lot of progress and your internal critic is way, way louder than your internal coach and your internal cheerleader and really your, your, your internal mother. And so much of acceptance is also about acknowledgement. It's really about acknowledgement for the progress that you have made. Let's talk Mm -hmm. for a minute about what you've made having an autoimmune disorder mean about you. What have you made that mean, Allie? Yeah, that I'm, that I'm broken and that I'm sick and I've put a lot of labels on it. Um, you know, that like, I'm going to keep getting more and, yeah. When did all this start? Been about, I, my first one, I was in eighth grade and I didn't have any problems again until like my junior year of college. And I've been working on it for about five years now. So in your, you're in your early twenties? I'm 25. You're 25. Okay. And what happened in eighth grade when the first one started? Honestly, I don't, there's nothing I can recall happening in eighth grade, but it kind of came out of nowhere with the, I just had like an enlarged goiter and I went to get it checked out and they just said I had like crazy high antibodies, but I don't remember any like traumatic event happening. So if you can't trace it to, you know, a significant event that began it, what's the kind of meaning or what's the story you make up about why you've dealt with these chronic autoimmune disorders? Definitely like low self-esteem, not being good enough, you know, I think the biggest, most traumatic thing that happened to me was when I was like in 10th grade, about 14 or 15. And I really liked this, this boy and I was never good enough for him. And I just like went crazy and I was obsessing over him and I was like, just never good enough. And that stuck with me forever. I still believe that. Hmm. Um, so maybe like it started getting worse after that. And what did you really like about him? What did you see in him that made you like him so much? I think I liked that he didn't like me the way I liked him. Okay. Well, what qualities did you like about him? He seemed like, you know, he had it all. Like people really liked him. Like he was really nice, but also not like a great person. Like he hurt me a lot, but then he had this other side that was really like caring So it was kind of like the mix of emotions that kept making me want more and not ever like getting what I needed from him just kept making me hold on to it. And were you critical of yourself and felt like you weren't enough before you had this crush on this guy? I don't think so. So this is what triggered it for you? Yeah. 
the whole not enoughness thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in a lot of ways, when we are super attracted to someone that continues to kind of reject us or not choose us, it's a projection. Do you know what a projection is? Yeah. Okay. So how do you think he was a projection? What do you think, positive and negative, what do you think he was reflecting to you about you? What are the qualities that he was really embodying that you were really attracted to, that were great, that you were really drawn to, that you weren't owning inside yourself? And what were the qualities or the act outs or the behavior that really hurt you that you do inside yourself? Well, I was attracted to his confidence and I was lacking that for sure. And him always choosing people over me is, I guess, the belief that I have of not being good enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, okay. <laughs> Allie, do you see how attached you are to really holding on to the belief that you're not good enough? Yeah. So, what's the payoff in that? I don't know. It's keeping me small and stuck. Well, that's, and that's the cost, but what's the payoff? This is doing something for you. That's what I've been trying to figure out for a while. Maybe it's like a fear of like really showing up and being happy. I like, I'm really scared to be happy. I think I'm scared to be happy because, because it's such a foreign concept to me. Like I've been like this for so long that I like, I've had maybe like a week of happiness the past five years and it was taken away from me like so quickly. So I think it's just, there's just like a fear and like disbelief that it could actually happen. I hear you. And no one can ever take away your happiness. It was your choice to allow yourself to go down a road of self-talk and belief systems that created the unhappiness. And here's the thing, like if you, if you've been carrying around this misunderstanding that you were rejected and you weren't good enough, you're going to continue to attract things in that fit your story because you've put more energy into being right about your story than really owning who you truly are. Mm -hmm. And you've allowed good enough to be defined by other people choosing you external standards. You've allowed the external world and other people to dictate whether you're good enough instead of really standing in your own definition of good enough that has nothing to do with anyone else accepting you, how much, what you weigh, any of those things. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like I made my weight so important. Like that is my, my meter. On if I'm good enough or not, like my weight is everything. I'm happy if I'm skinny and I'm unhappy if I'm not. And like my diseases don't allow me to, to be skinny. Like they make it really difficult. And so what if, (laughs) so, but here's the thing. So this is like a soul versus your ego. So let me ask you this. Do you want to really in this lifetime, Do you want to really evolve your soul and really grow in consciousness and really up-level your vibration? Or do you want to kind of stay in the ego, 
play out patterns of desire and want and need and achieve some level of satisfaction by getting what you want? No, I definitely want to grow and one day help other people grow as well. Beautiful. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. So your soul in some way is not letting go of this kind of disease because it's serving you. It's making Mm -hmm. you do the work. Mm -hmm. It's going on like a, uh, your higher self. If I was a voice of your higher self, it may sound something like this. Oh, Allie, sweetheart, you think the answer is in losing this weight, but it has nothing to do with that. It's truly about releasing the self-judgment and releasing the misunderstanding that anything external, including your body, defines who you are. It's really about falling deeply in love with yourself, unconditional love, and to make the difference you want to make and to love people that is love people the way you want to love them, to be that voice, to be that advocate. Your first client, your first reader, your first student is you. And you can dance yeah. around with trying to lose the weight and blame it on the disease, but the disease is just here to be the reminder that the physical level is not where the answers are at. And part yeah. of the reason that you're stuck is you're making the autoimmune disorder your enemy rather than your ally. You're fighting against it versus really listening deeply to what do you want to show me? And and I get on an intellectual level, you have awareness and you know, you want to move into acceptance with it. However, you're really strong in the fact that you want to lose weight. And so your superficial ego-based desire is winning right now. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. We all have those. But do you see how that's sort of leading the charge? And acceptance is actually the first law of spirit. It really is. So if you truly want to let your higher self and soul lead versus your ego, this is about moving into total surrender and acceptance of, okay, autoimmune disorder, body, What do I need to learn? And listening really deeply to what your body needs instead of trying to another exercise or a diet or running to another doctor, all trying to fix it, fix it, fix it, because that perpetuates a misunderstanding that you're broken. And Mm -hmm. truly, you know, the, the physical stuff you're dealing with is part of your soul lesson. And part of your journey back to self-love and self-acceptance, but you're making your self-love and acceptance conditional. If I lose weight, then I'll accept myself. If I'm skinny, then I'll be happy. That's not acceptance. Yeah. So what comes up for you as I share that? I mean, it all makes so much sense. And I just, I guess it's just a choice I have to make. Like, I don't know if there's any like practices or exercises I can do to bring out my higher self and to, you know, like move forward with my purpose instead of just focusing on the small things. Yeah. Let's talk about that. (laughs) That's, that's, yeah, I hear you. I hear you because this has been a pattern for a while. So first, a couple things for you. I want you to write any kind of like FU letters to the guys that have quote unquote broke your heart. 
Like give them a mm-hmm. piece of your mind. So write all this down because I'm going to give you a bunch of things. So write these letters to these guys. Give them a piece of your mind. Like just speak it out if you need to. Yell into a pillow. Get that kind of anger out because th- the thing that people do, especially us women, is we go into the sadness and the rejection and the self-loathing because that's quote-unquote easier for us to feel than our anger. But there's Mm -hmm. a part of you that's pissed off about this. And I want you to find that fiery part because underneath that is your passion. Yeah, that's it's true. Like I don't have a lot of anger. It's more sadness, but I find that I'm angry at like the universe. Right. And do you ever get irritable? Yeah. Yeah. So that's just anger leaking. Okay. So that's the first thing. You're going to write these big FU letters to these guys. And on a spiritual level, we knew they were doing the best that they could, but we've got to deal with your human level. So get all that out and then rip up the letters or burn them in like a ceremonial kind of way. And then do some forgiveness around, you know, any misunderstandings that they rejected you and really see them as soulmates. You know, you attracted them to help you sort of learn the lessons that you're learning. So that that's the first thing. Deal with that just a little bit. And then I want you to really start connecting and communicating with your body and, mm-hmm. and seeing that it is your ally and it is a messenger and it is there to help you. You know, I remember when I was going through my divorce and all my hair was falling out and I kept running from hair analysis place to wherever to, to try to get it to stop. And finally I was just like, you know what, this is my body trying to tell me something. And I went in and I started listening to the inner messages. And when I listened to that and started working with that and took the action that my inner guidance was giving me, it stopped. So I really want to support you in, in sort of reorienting from the solutions out there and from this place of I'm broken and and come back into, okay, body, okay, autoimmune disorder, I'm going to stop making you an, an enemy. So the other thing I want you to do, the next thing I want you to do is write an apology letter to your body and to the autoimmune disorders. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry because, and then... I'm learning from you. These are all sentence starters. I forgive myself for, and I forgive you body for. And just start working with that and start really coming into, it's almost like, imagine that you were in a romantic relationship or you were in a friendship and both people did things that they're not proud of, but you really love each other and you want to repair the relationship. How would Mm -hmm. you do it? You know, you'd start by apologizing and owning your end of things and forgiveness. So I want you to think of this as like a long lost friend that you're coming back into conversation and connection with and make your body not your enemy and not this thing you're fighting but truly a a messenger and a teacher. And like, also, you know, you're blessed to be in a human body. You have two arms, two legs, you have a voice. Like there's a lot of things about your body that are wonderful and you're missing out on all those things. So the, the next thing I want you to do 
is write down all the things you're grateful for about your body, about your life. And Allie, you've got to start paying more attention to that because when we're running the belief system of I'm not good enough, everything feels like not enough and we become a little ungrateful and we start Mm -hmm. to kind of lose perspective of how blessed we are. So I'd love you to, to start working with that as well. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I was just listening to one of your podcasts um, in Coach's Corner, and you were talking about like feeling into your body and um, I don't know, connecting with your body. And I have a hard time like knowing what my body needs, or I feel so out of out of my body and in yeah. my head. Yeah, and I well, don't really know how to get into the body. Okay, have you ever done any kind of yoga? Yeah, I, I like yoga, but. What kind do you do? I like more of like the relaxing, like yin yogas. Um, I'm starting the kundalini teacher training next month. Good. So I just cry the whole time. You just what? I cry the whole time. Yeah, I hear you. That's beautiful. And, And honestly, getting some of the anger out will help move the sadness through too. You know, and, um, I love that you're doing Kundalini. That's great. And really just make your intention and your prayer just to connect to your body. And when Mm -hmm. you do cry, what do you think those tears are about? It's always about like self-accepting. I feel so bad for hating my body that I like cry while I'm in like a pose. (laughs) Okay. So that's going to be a big one to forgive. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like sort of the abusive spouse who, beats up their wife or husband and then feels guilty about it. Mm -hmm. So stop the cycle by not doing the beating up in the first place. Yeah. Like, okay, just look, look at your body right now. Even if you don't have a mirror, just look down and tell me one thing that you love about it or that you accept about it. Look down. I can't look at my face. Yeah, you can. If there's a mirror in front of you. I love my eyes. Beautiful. What else? My teeth. What else? Um, my hair. <laughs> that what a, no, that's not it. What else? Really my look. Skin color. Great. What else? And don't to really say it without making it sound like a question. <laughs> so what um, else? I love my nose. Say it again, but own it. I love my nose. Keep going. I love my lips and I love my eyebrows and my eyelashes, but I don't love my body. No, no buts. No, no buts. So see, Allie, this is the, this is where you got to call yourself forward because you're going back into that comfort zone of self-criticism. And this is where you, this is your invitation to call it forward. So let's keep going below the neck. What else do you love? I love my stomach and my legs Mm -hmm. and my arms Mm -hmm. and my hands and my fingernails. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's hard. I know, because you've spent so long not loving it. So my final um, 
assignment for you is every morning when you wake up in the morning, do a body scan starting with your toes and imagine that you have this flashlight of awareness like on the inside of your body and you just start at your toes and you just feel your toes and you send just love to your toes and then you move through your feet and up your ankles and leg and go slow, go slow. And every morning, give yourself a little love bath, a body love bath with your awareness. Are you willing to do that? Yeah, definitely. This is going to take commitment from you. You have years of practice of being almost abusive to yourself. If you want Mm -hmm. this to shift, you're going to need to put the energy into consciously speaking to yourself in a different way and starting to reprogram that brain. I love that you're getting into yoga. I love that you're doing a teacher training. I love that you're going to make an intention connecting with your body. I love that you're going to do some of the assignments we talked about. So start there. And instead of holding this thing of, I got to get to self-acceptance, I've got to fix this, just Mm -hmm. take this day by day and almost think of this as, you know, you don't go from meeting someone to marrying them the next day. You, you date, you get to know, you court. So think of this as a, a falling in love, back in love with your body and really focus on the gratitude. Mm-hmm. Not just for the body parts, but just for where you are in your life. Mm-hmm. Does this give you okay. some things to work with? Yeah, definitely. Okay. How do you feel? Good. Good. (laughs) I feel good. Okay. And as we end today, I'd love you to just do three self-acknowledgements, three self-acknowledgements, three things you really acknowledge and are proud of about yourself. Mm -hmm. Out loud. I'm proud that I haven't given up even though I've wanted to many times. I'm proud that I'm willing to see things differently now and to to change and to grow. And I'm proud of the person that I'm becoming. How about I'm proud and I accept the person that I am? Okay, yeah. I'm proud and I I accept the person that I am. I'm proud of you too. And Allie, there's nothing wrong with you. Thank you. (laughs) Such compassion for Allie. And I really just honor her courage in the way that she's moving through this and shifting out of a victim mentality into really love and acceptance. Just a couple of things I wanted to highlight from this call. You know, notice with the autoimmune disorder, she was trying to fight it. As much as she was saying, you know, I want to move into an acceptance, there was a judgment. She was making it mean that she was broken in some way. And truly her healing can be found in really loving and accepting herself and the disorder. Again, like there's those things we don't like, but we don't heal them with hate. Love is really the only thing that heals. So consider that for a moment. If you have, let's say, a disorder or an illness or whatever, even if you're dealing with a breakup or a job loss, what are you making that mean about you? 
there's, there's what happens. There's what we face in life, those expectation hangovers. We can't always control those things, but remember we can control what we make it mean. I also encourage you to be cautious of being right about your story. Really be honest with yourself about how attached you are to your story. I see a lot of people dealing with illness or any situation, and as much as they want to change it, there's a part of them that doesn't think they can. So truth check here. Really ask from an honest place, do I have an attachment to being right about this? Do I really have faith that I have the power to shift it or at the very least shift my relationship to it? Also be cautious of the if-then scenarios you set up in your head. Like in Allie's situation, if I lost a certain amount of weight, then I'd feel confident and love myself and all those kinds of things. This is conditional love and conditional happiness and conditional self-acceptance. And think about this. Would you want to be loved conditionally by someone? Would you want to be loved by someone who said, well, I'll love you when you're a certain weight or I'll love you when you make a certain amount of money? Of course not. That wouldn't feel like love. So why, why would you set up those if then conditional love statements inside yourself? I want to shift back now to something I was talking about before the call about really coming from the orientation of being a true seeker rather than a fix-it project. A big part of being a seeker, of being a constant learner, is looking for the soul lesson in any situation, looking at even the most challenging things in your life through the lens of how is this for me? What is my soul seeking to learn from this? This is the most empowering perspective we can take in any situation. Finally, I want to touch briefly on the body stuff. This was another huge issue that came up in the retreat. The amount of negative energy and pain that women endure about their body and how it looks and what they want to change just breaks my heart. So there's a couple key things I want to say about this. First of all, when we're so critical of our body, especially its appearance, we stopped appreciating having a body and all the amazing things it does for us. I mean, you have a body that's like amazing right now. Your heart is pumping blood and you're breathing in oxygen. You are alive. You have ears that can listen to my voice right now. You can move around, celebrate that, be grateful and pay more attention to the gifts your body brings rather than the way it looks. Appreciation over criticism. And next, if you really want your body to look different, then commit to treating it differently. Be mindful of the food and substances you fuel it with. Be committed to moving it in a way that keeps it healthy and fit. This really boils down to choices. Our relationship with our body boils down to choices. Choices about how we want to think about our body and choices about how we want to treat it. Making self-honoring choices is a huge act of self-love. All right, some assignments from you, many of which I shared with Allie that I want to repeat here. First, give yourself permission to write an FU letter to anything you're angry about. You know, often what's in the way of acceptance is anger or sadness or shame. So just write that letter, get it all out, get all those kind of yucky feelings out, let yourself be a victim, and then just destroy it, get rid of it, and keep writing until the energy starts to shift. And next, especially if you're dealing with a physical issue or you're really hard on your body, write an apology letter to it. The stem sentences I shared were, I'm sorry because I'm learning from you. 
I forgive myself for, and I forgive you body for. Third, give yourself a body love bath every morning or every night before you go to bed. I coached Allie a little bit through this, starting at your toes and working slowly all the way up to the top of your head, just loving every cell, every inch, every curve, every nook and cranny of your body, filling it with love and light. And finally, make self-honoring choices. Maybe take some time after you listen to this podcast just to write down some new agreements with yourself about how you want to think about things, how you want to speak about things, perhaps different choices you want to make in your lifestyle in terms of how you treat your body. And then keep those agreements and commitments with yourself. Remember, you're not a self-improvement project. Self-love isn't an all or nothing thing. It's a daily practice that we reinforce by making those self-honoring choices. I'm sending you just so many blessings and love from beautiful, beautiful Bali from my heart. You know, in Bali, they talk about how important it is to just send intentions and prayers from our heart. So right now I'm just taking a deep breath into my heart, filling it with love and sending so, so, so much love your way. I feel connected to each and every one of you who listens. I appreciate you and I love you. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.